Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Hello and welcome to the Big Bark Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the canine world. Each week, we talk to different professionals working in the canine industry across Ireland, from pet shop owners to groomers, behavior specialists and vets. We will be discussing hot topics with our puppy panel, reviewing the best products, food and treats, the best places to take your dog on a day out and the most dog-friendly venues in Ireland. We'll also be chatting with dog owners to find out more about the bonds that make a dog man's best friend. Your host for this podcast is Dara Burke, a dog lover with a passion for canine psychology and behaviour. Dara's own dogs, Bruno and Millie, will also join in from time to time and will be sure to offer their own big bark along the way. Time to bring on your host and start the show. Episode 5 of The Big Bark, the best doggy chat show podcast on the planet. My name is Dara and I'm your host for this podcast and together with my two canine co-hosts I bring you the best news in the canine world. I have with me Bruno, my wonderful blooded and Millie, my beautiful Gordon Labrador. It's Mental Health Week this week so we have a very special mental health based episode for you. So today we're going to be chatting about the positive effects a dog can have on your mental health how a dog can improve your socialization skills, how a dog can be a great companion for someone suffering with depression or loneliness, as well as the effects that losing a dog might have on your mental health. I'll share my own experience about what it was like for me to lose my last dog, Coco, and the effects it had on me, and how also Bruno and Midi have helped me to recover from that loss. Today on our show, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Kieran from Mutmits Ireland. Kieran, it was such a great talk on episode four that show we decided to have him back again. Hey, Kieran. Uh, how you doing, Dara? Great to be back. Good. Later on, we're going to be joined by Dr. Tim Corby from Pepon.ie, a new website helping people to source a happy and healthy pet from approved breeders or rescue centres. Tim will be telling us all about Pepon.ie and will be offering his experience as a vet of the effects that dogs have on our mental health and also the effects that we as humans have on our dog's mental health. We're also going to be playing a new fun game, which Kieran is going to be participating in, and it's called Who's Barking? And for our adoption corner this week, we're going to be checking in to see what wonderful dogs are available for rehoming from Ash Animal Rescue in County Wicklow. All this to come on episode 5 of The Big Bark. So let's get things kicked off and meet her guest for this week. Kieran, as I said, really good to have you back on the show. What's been happening in the world of Mutmets? Ah, the world of Mutmets is uh, uh, doing very well. We, we've uh, two new uh, customers uh, signed up there this week. Uh, Longford County Council contacted us and we're very eager to put Mutmets in their walks and, and parks up in Longford. And uh, Leash County Council also contacted us and uh, just like to say, uh, same as uh, Longford, they have now uh, started putting uh, Mutmits, uh, dispensers and bags in their park. So it's been a very busy week. Fantastic. And since our last chat I mentioned to you previously, I got a response from uh, Limerick City Council 
So, I'm just going to read out that response there. Basically, I asked them about their policy. Uh, is there any intent to provide adequate bin and dispenser facilities by Limerick City and County Council in areas frequented by dog walkers now in the future? Well, the official response I got from the council is as follows. Limerick City and County Council operates an any bag, any bin policy when it comes to dog poop. We have had a number of campaigns calling on dog owners to be responsible and take pride in their locality and Limerick by cleaning up after their pets. Bins are provided and if there are no bins, uh, dog owners should bring their dog's poo home with them and dispose of it there. New little management laws are in draft stages and councillors can inform the executive what their wishes are. Well, uh, it's, it's hard to know what the thinking is in, in county councils. You, ha- you have to actually go meet with them face to face and produce the product for them. Uh, we, we have found uh, in a lot of councils around the country, we are now in, uh, involved with about 20 to 22 councils and county councils around the country and we found that uh, it, it, it takes a while to, to get them to come around to a different way of thinking uh, like Limerick City Council would be Limerick City and County Council would, would be uh, in the same vein you know it's it's not something that has been operational here in this country for years and years and years um, you put up a bag dispensers and then people take them and use them to pick up after their pet. Uh, Limerick, as, as, as the response was, they do operate any bag, any bin uh, scheme, but that, that's that's fine and it's, uh, it's very helpful to people that have a bag of dog waste that they can put it into any bin. However, the, the issue for a lot of walkers is that they either forget to bring their bags with them, they run out of bags, or they just haven't had time to go to the store to get bags or, or, or source them. So they take the dog for a walk, a popular walking route would be the Condell Road. Another popular walking route would be the city to the Limerick uh, University out of Duel. So they go, oops, uh, Bruno the dog or Shep the dog or Millie the dog then uh, goes to the toilet. Uh, they find that they have no bag. So, you know, then they walk down a couple of yards down, down the path or down the walkway and they see a bin with any bag, any bin. You know, and, you know, you have the end result, you have the, ba- the bins, but you don't have the bag. So, you know, it takes a while for councils to see that people, best nature in the world, won't or will forget to bring a bag with them. And if the bags were provided, then you would have a solution to a lot of dog pollution. It's, it's, um, it's, it's human nature to forget these things. But if they're there, I think you can put a lot more pressure on people to then start picking up, you know, to say, well, hey, there's bags down there, 50 hours down the road on, on a dispenser, you know, use them. Um, as I say, Limerick City Council have provided a couple of dispensers, all right, um, on the, the Greenway down in Rakeel uh, to Newcastle West. And uh, Joe O'Connor was very proactive in, in getting them from us and has pushed hard for those to be put in there on the, in the Greenway. So um, they, they, they haven't totally, uh, uh, we'll say, gone away from mutmits or um, totally um, decided to not use mutmits or any other provider. But like a lot of councils, they're just slow and changing and you know, we're, we're keep pushing and we'll, we'll hopefully get them to change their minds uh, over the next coming years. Brilliant, yeah. Right, 
Okay, so let's move on to our main topic for today. We talked a bit the last day about your the passing of your own dog, uh, Pepper, and how your you you like pizza, so your new dog is called Pepperoni. <laughs> how is Pepperoni? Uh, Pepperoni is is fine. You know, she she she's a great dog. She she runs around. She let her out. She'll do laps. She's like a she's like a marathon runner. She'll do laps at the house. She'll keep running around all day. Um, she, she's a great dog. She 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 knows when you're up and she knows when you're down. She knows when you're cross and she knows when you're when you're in good humor. So you know, dogs are dogs are just fantastic. And just going back there when you mentioned it, she knows when you're cross. And recent studies have actually come out to say that like a dog's eyes have uh, changed over the years and developed over the years. And they believe that dogs' eyes have changed in a way to, I suppose, manipulate humans, and uh, like that way that like, they can actually their body language uh, can, I suppose, be used to manipulate our, our emotions and how we feel towards them. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it that dogs um, have the same emotions as humans. I, I have no doubt about that. They. they like they'll jump around when you're in good humour, they'll jump around with you, they, they'll lie down and be quiet when you're sad. Um, I've no doubt that when you, you, you often heard the saying, those puppy dog eyes, um, uh, you'd hear that in relationships, don't be looking at me with those puppy dog eyes, it's almost like to try and melt you to get you to do something you don't want to do or, you know, throw them a treat. But, you know, dogs, dogs um, there's no doubt they have evolved over time, just like humans have, to... to fit their emotions in with yours. That's, that, that's my view on it anyway. Okay. We're chatting with Kieran from Upland <coughs> Ireland today. It's Mental Health Week this week, so we're chatting with Kieran about how mental health has an effect on, uh, how our dogs have an effect on our mental health, rather. Uh, Kieran, how have, how's your dog, how has Pepperoni impacted your own mental health personally? Well, yeah, there's no doubt that um, we are, like humans, just uh, all humans and um, we all have ups and downs and we'd all, you know, might lose a job, might uh, lose a friend, lose a companion, um, you know, something might go wrong in your life, um, you might see a very bad accident and, and, you know, when you go home that evening, you have your dog, there's no doubt the dog knows um, something's wrong. And they, I find with, my, with pepperoni that if I was at home just just kind of sitting there, you know, I, I wouldn't be my own active self, we'll say, that she'd just see me just slouched in the couch. She comes up and she just puts her head on my knee and just sits there, doesn't do a whole lot, just just puts her head across my lap. Um, she'd do the same if I was driving and she knew that I was kind of driving somewhere that I didn't want to be going but had to go, like to, we'd say, for the sake of argument, the funeral. She just sits there, puts her head down my lap and then when it's time to like, take a break, she'll take a break, give me my time, and then she'll do the same. And on the other side of the coin, when um, I'm in good humor then, or something good is happening, she'll, she'll be bouncing around the place because she knows you're, you're happy, you're, you're vibrant, you want to get out and about, and she'll, she'll be mad to go for a walk with you. So dogs, my dog anyway wants to be with me all the time. So it, it really picks you up when you're down. And, you know, Dogs are great like that. 
brilliant and I I'll completely agree with that like I find it my own too like I went through a spell there uh, not so long ago where like I was feeling kind of I suppose um, about how I wouldn't say depression but um, even a bit of anxiety and like they know straight away they just they know how to comfort you and I just feel it, like that bond that we have it's like we're connecting on such a much deeper level and I suppose the human canine bond can actually be traced back to over 20,000 years ago to the, uh, the bond of our castle dog that was found actually buried with two humans the skeleton remains it was only in the last few years the skeleton remains were discovered but even going back that far that the bonds that are there between man and dog and it just shows that a dog really is a man's best friend and vice versa oh, there's no doubt about it um, like dogs know from your body language something's not right. They know from your, your voice, they know from your demeanour, you know. They, like, like a, dogs get kind of the same illnesses as humans. So there's, there's, there's no doubt that they have the same thought process. Like, they're, they're your friend. They're, uh, and, you know, when you really need a friend, they're there for you. <clears throat> like, we all need a friend at some time or other. But, and I'm, I'm not advocating that every single person in the country gets a dog by any means. But... The people that have dogs, they will know by looking at them, or the dogs looking at the, you know, the human will say something's wrong, and they'll they'll be there for you. And you know, take your lead off dogs because they they will they you know that they're there for you. So if they want to go for a walk, go with them. It, bit of fresh air, always. You see the dog jumping around. You think about the good times you've had with the dog. You know, then you, you you'll find that your mental health will. Just, I'm not saying it'll cure you from any problems, but it will definitely help you. You know, because you'll say, "Oh, well, you know, let's let's go this place or let's go that place. Let's take the dog for a walk down to the river and let her jump around." Those kind of happy-go-lucky events really help people with their mental health. And. There's a very uh, good professor in the US, Professor Gregory Burns in Emory University, who has been doing an experiment for the last, I suppose, it's nearly seven years this experiment has been going on. And the purpose of the experiment is to find out if dogs love us for more than just food. And to do this, he's actually used MRI experiments. He's put a dog that's awake, he's had to train them up to get them to lie still in the MRI machine which in such a confined space I can only imagine how hard that is but he's done remarkable work on this and so far all his um, all his research has showed that like all along that people thought dogs only want you for food but dogs love you for so much more they love you for your companionship with them as well yeah look if dogs only loved us for food and only, you know, really love food, nothing else. I'm sure they wouldn't hang around too often, too long, uh, because a lot of people may not f- feed their dogs properly, or they may not feed them with the, 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 the top, you know, 80 euro kilo bag of, of, of grub. So, you know, you see dogs sitting at people's doors there, and they haven't been fed all day, but they'll still welcome the person home in the evening. So are they waiting for them because they know they're going to get food, or are they waiting for them because they know them? You know, you'll find if they're not fed, they'll still be waiting at the second, next day, and the next day. So, you know, you have to look at it that, you know, dogs will love you for, I think, the way you treat them. If you treat them well, they'll, they'll love you. And, you know, dogs don't, um, I don't believe that they, they hang on just for the food. 
I think there's a bit more to it than that. Absolutely, I completely agree. And I do think that the work that Professor Burns is doing in Emory University when the research is complete will see real proper data on that as well. Well, it'll be interesting. Um, it's, it's an interesting study, and I, I would agree with the, the, the tenet of the whole thing that um, there is more to dogs than just loving food. And do you feel that dogs are good for socialization and like getting you out to meet new people as well? Oh yeah. If it, look, if you're living on your own and you you have a dog, and you take it out for walks, and you're going to meet other dog walkers, you know, it's an excuse to go to the park where there's maybe twenty other dogs. You know, you might even you know, as they say, you might even meet a, a hot-looking young female dog owner. You know, and like start chatting over dogs. That's her pet. That's her child. That's her baby. And you you can chat with her about well, this is your child. This is and you know you have a you have a common bond already because you have two dogs. So you know it's it's good for that sense. And those dog parks that people I know of one particular one in Leixlip where a lot of people go to and they, they started off a couple of years ago. And now you'd often read that. Um, they bring flasks with them and they sit there and the dogs run around in the little park and the, and, the, and the, we'll say the dog's parents <laughs> or the dog's owners um, are all just sitting there chatting and I've no doubt that there's you know a bit of romance going on there with, with, with single owners you know and, and it's great it's, it's a great idea and it's a great way of socialising it's like it's like going to the going to the uh, to the um, Island, uh, uh, going shopping in like Duns or Tesco's, and you you meet people that are there every single Thursday evening. You say, you know, you, it's very like that socialising, and you meet them and you say hello. And you, next week it's hello, how you doing? And the following week it's gotta meet you here every Thursday. If you nothing else to be doing, you know. And it's 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 it's, it's a great way of socialising, no it doubt really about is. it. Yeah. And you know, just touch on that as well. Like um, <clears throat> when I first got Bruno, it was literally my dad had got him the day after our last dog Coco passed away like that dad is really old fashioned and that was his way of dealing with it but around the same time it was about a week later that I met my uh, current girlfriend Jen and we often joke about it that it was the dog that she stayed around for it was Bruno she stayed around for like Bruno was only a 12 week puppy then so like the day I more like she asked me out, kind of. She asked where this was going by a photo tail with me, and I was like, Look, there's a little puppy here. You wouldn't say no to little puppies. Well, well so. that, that's going back to the, the dogs hanging around for food, you know, like uh, the girlfriend, the new girlfriend, she wasn't hanging around for food. She was hanging around for the for Bruno. And, <laughs> exactly, and, yeah. And, and you, you were like the, 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 the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's exactly look at it. Look at that way, and not away, you know. Okay, so right now. Speak of how good dogs are for socialisation, I spoke with Tim, Dr. Tim Corby of Pepon.ie. Tim is a vet up in uh, County Wicklow, and I spoke with him a little earlier. And Tim's mission at Pepon is all about assisting people to find their new best friend by connecting them with reputable breeders and rescue centres. And they offer connections with all rescue centres all over Ireland. They're only launched a few months, but they're growing rapidly. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play the interview with Tim, and we'll be right back after this. So keep listening, and I hope you enjoy this clip from Tim. Here we go. Okay, so joining me on the line right now is Dr. Tim Kirby. 
founder of petbanda.ie, a new website which helps prospective owners to link up with approved breeders and rescue centres across Ireland to find a new pet. Tim, a very big welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dara. Delighted to join you. Great, Tim. This is um, this is a fantastic and a very unique idea. Tell me about petbanda.ie and where the idea came from. Yeah, the idea came, Dara, when I was in practice myself. I work as a vet, and a young couple came in to me one night with a puppy that they had bought online. And when they, they only had bought him about three days previously, and they were told that he was healthy, that he was checked by a vet, that he was vaccinated, and that he had been exposed and socialized with children as a puppy. So they got the puppy and they thought, okay, everything's fine here. Now, what happened after is he became very ill. He became seriously sick and we had to operate on him. And what I actually discovered was that the little puppy was sold by basically a puppy trader is essentially what it was. And, you know, we had to work very hard to save that puppy's life. And it was then really I decided, okay, there's such a gap and there's such a vacuum for people that are actually looking to safely source a pet online. And people, you know, are often surprised when I tell them that four out of every five people that look to get a new puppy in particular actually look online to buy it. Now, what, what I've done through PetBond is I've put in a whole new system. There's a quality assurance element to it as well. And a lot of veterinary detail has gone in to make this the safest and the most trusted thing for anyone that wants to find a pet, regardless of the type of pet they're actually looking to find. Okay, great, Tim. And Tim, how big of a team have you uh, involved in pet bonds? At the moment, Dara, we have four of us involved. Um, the decision makers at the moment are vets who interact with the public, uh, who receive the information coming in, and we process that information as well. So we are planning to expand early in the new year, and we would like to, you know, we're definitely scaling at a national level and beyond, and we've already generated significant interest in what we're doing here. So we're very, very excited about the future. And, you know, we're basically welcoming as many Irish people as we can to this platform and changing a lot of images, Dara. There's a lot of stereotypes um, and we hear a lot of negative headlines about pets in Ireland. And we're really here, you know, as a team, welcoming people in and expanding and profiling our message that there are more good people in Ireland when it comes to pets than not. Okay, brilliant. And tell me, Tim, how does the, how does the platform work? So how easy is the platform for someone to use? It's very, very easy. Um, Dari, people can use it from their mobile, they can use it from their desktop, and in particular, we find people using it from their mobile phone itself. So. All you do is, if you're somebody that wants to sign up as a registered breeder and an approved breeder, you just literally log into petbond.ie and you follow the sign-up process. Very, very easy to use. If you're somebody that's looking to source a pet, you can literally browse in and you look at our drop-down menu. So you can choose either from a rescue center pet or from an approved breeder as well. And we go into each pet's profile. We look at the breed of dog. We look at the age of dog. We look at, are they suitable for families? Are, you know, we show what they like, what they dislike as well. Are they house trained already? So you can basically find what you're looking for here as well. And if you're a member of the public that's unsure, or you're not actually very clear, 
on what type of pet you actually want, we help you as well through that process. And, you know, you don't have to rush into it. You can take your time. And when we have the right pet, we liaise back with you as well. So it's a very visual process. It's very interactive, but it's very, very easy to use. And Tim, what has been the response so far from people? Oh, it's been huge. We're overwhelmed, Derek. Um, we have so many people that want to get pets from various sources, both rescues and approved breeders. And we've had so many breeders coming to us as well, saying that at last we have a trusted platform, that we're not puppy farmers, we're not somebody engaged on this at an industrial scale. And now we have a credible platform where we can connect with genuine members of the public looking for a happy pet that is well socialized and a healthy pet as well. So that has been overwhelming. And the response from the public too, it's, you know, they have the satisfaction and most of all the peace of mind. So we're seeing more and more people coming every day. We have other parties, you know, interested in what we're doing as well. And as I said, we're always open to discussion. We're always open to taking ideas in. And we're certainly growing at a rapid rate, which is very, very good for a young startup enterprise here in Ireland. Very true, especially with the uh, with the threats coming of Brexit and God knows what else. Now, Tim, what have been the um, what have been the big challenges for you so far? Like, given that it's such a unique website and such a unique platform, what have been the challenges in uh, getting to the stage? I suppose it's like um, any startup, you know, when you're doing something different, you're going to change certain mindsets of people. You're offering something completely different. So you've got that period of time where people need to get their head around it and they need to understand what you're doing. But people started to engage very, very quickly with this because it touches a chord with people really. And we know that so many people like pets and they want to get a pet and they want to do it safely. So that has really accelerated that period of transition for people with a startup as well so getting the awareness out there is probably the number one um getting that voice where we can reach as many people and you know linking and networking with people in a similar space spread that word is is probably the biggest uh challenge we face because we have other big voices that are not doing the job as well shall we say that have massive corporates behind them um you know and it's just like any good business to starting out you have to accept that and you have to get your very clear message out as well so we're we're getting out there at a rapid rate i'm i'm glad to say and we have plenty more good messages coming soon so i'm sure we will be heard in time brilliant Tim. and Tim, just going back to your touching on the fact that, that there are so many puppy farmers in ireland there are so many bad breeders what do you think can be done in ireland to enforce regulation on this or is there is there anything that can actually be done to improve that there there are a lot of things that can be done but it's again how willing are people to actually do it mm. you know we various bodies that give advice there's a lot of forums there's a lot of group thinking sessions but nothing happens so what we've done here is we've tried to centralize uh, the people that are thinking like us and that actually want to do something so Again, we're actually bringing in a platform where we're protecting the pet's welfare and we're protecting the public that get the pet as well. So we're, I suppose we're actually doing what a lot of other agencies should be doing and baking them all together into one system. But we do need, you know, the public really to wade in behind this. And it's like, it's almost like the public voting with their feet are that if they don't go to other places, you know, they're upsetting the supply chain and there is a huge demand 
and people will meet that by supplying. So our message to people is now you can supply and you can also fulfill the demand using a different platform through Pet Bond. And by doing that, we've got the attention of some senior people in various organizations in Ireland that work in the animal health sector, that work in the animal welfare sector, and also work at an official level. So we're getting the ear of people together and we're trying to say to them, okay, that if we can expand this model, if we can get further support behind it, we can actually do the things that are going to create change instead of talking about it any further. Because relying on some of the old institutions to create change just will not happen with the best will in the world. It hasn't happened. I didn't see it happening. Therefore, I decided to do something and welcome those people to this. That's brilliant, Tim. And Tim, given that this is Mental Health Week in Ireland, I just want to touch on uh, with you as a vet. What do you see as the biggest mental health benefits that a dog offers to their owners? I've taken a look at the website, and I have seen some um, some articles on the website there uh, on the pet care section, which some really helpful articles there. Uh, one there is why your pet is always your best friend. Cheer up uh, the lonely. So why what is it you think that makes us particularly dogs why is it do you think that bond to say between humans and dogs that it may it's so special and how dogs can have that really positive effect on us it's a good point Dara, and i suppose you can go back over the generations back to that line dogs a man's best friend you know they literally are and it's now we have scientific data to back it up and you know we can quantify it and we can prove it and one interesting stat that jumped out at me recently was one that 74% of pet owning people are more likely to show improved mental health as opposed to non-pet owning. I mean, that's a significant statistic in itself. And, you know, we work with groups in America where we receive information from and we're assessing, you know, uh, various parameters here for them in return. And one one very very interesting fact is that even the physical act of hugging a pet you know releases dopamine it releases oxytocin which are hormones that come from your brain into your blood and we know Derek, that they actually reduce blood pressure they reduce your heart rate they reduce stress and they improve your mood so we know this from the medical professionals that actually measure this for us and you know affection from a pet showing affection for a pet they override certain fear centers in the brain and they relax people, they improve their mood and they reduce depression. You know, I could stay here for probably three hours describing the actual medical benefits of it. And when you think about it, really, it, it is that bond, as you said, you know, the bond between the person and the pet and the mutual reliance on one another. And we see one of the most beneficial effects on the mental health, apart from the physical effects of actually getting up every morning having to walk your dog to physically improve your your body as well. You know, it's an actual profound effect on people. And one thing that people always say to me is their dog is my routine. You know, without having a dog, they wouldn't really have that purpose or the routine to get up at a certain time to clean up, feed their dog, bring it out, do various little tasks. But it puts a lot of structure on people's days, which they wouldn't have otherwise. And, you know, that's a very, very important thing for most of us have a little structure to our lives and equally Tim just uh, touching there the 
it's not just for us. Obviously, that bond is there. It goes the other way too. It has a really a positive effect on our dog's health. And I actually read recently uh, research that was done not so long ago where a dog can actually pick up on your stress levels. And if you're stressed, your dog... G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. You can learn more at virginiag3.com. Just when I finish my to-do list... We need more chips, Mom! Honey, I need a lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club. Delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then, finally, I can relax. Mom! I think we're out of toilet paper! Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get $10 off your first order using the code BJ's Wholesale 10. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $35. Additional terms apply. Very much. I mean, I'd agree totally with that. I see with my own dog, even Dream. You know, even since we got her as a little puppy, you know, socializing her and she gets very sensitive and she picks up on that. It's almost like the energy around her body that we can't actually see, but we feel. And the smallest little things change in mood straight away. Her reactions are different. She's, you know, she picks up on certain cues. She knows how to approach you differently when you're sad you know you can see a physical change in the dog as well and it for somebody that doesn't own a pet it's almost impossible to explain that but once you do have a pet and you see it it's almost seeing is believing it's a profound change in a dog and it shows the emotional intelligence that they do have and you could never ever underestimate that and it's a thing i always say to people and i have done all my life people that bring dogs into the clinic as well that never underestimate how intelligent dogs are. It's absolutely amazing. And then tell us about your dog. Tell us about Dream and the experiences that you've had with Dream and the benefits that your dog has had for you. Yeah, she's a, she's actually a, a cross star. She's a cross, a cross between a staffy and a boxer. And I got her, she was just under eight weeks old. Um, she was one of 10 in the litter. And the where I got her, you know, it was 10 puppies. It was too much uh, for the gentleman to look after. So he was looking to rehome them. So we took this little lady dream. She was the smallest and the last little puppy in the litter. And since we've had her, you know, she's done all the, the brilliant things like puppies do, chewing chairs, tables, shoes. Honestly, she's literally gone through everything direct that we've owned, I'd say, at this stage. But it's just normal puppy behavior that you expect. Um, and you try and limit the damage as much as you can. But hey ho, that's the, the joys of having a puppy. But what we get back in return from her, I mean, it's it's worth a tenfold. Just the happiness she's brought to us. Every single time I bring her out for a walk, there's people and children coming up, patting her and saying, oh, she's the little doggy we saw the last day we were in the car and we saw her. And, you know, the, the, the happiness she brings to their faces, you know, even myself there, sometimes I've long days and my wife and you come back and she jumps up and, you know, she gives you a little lick or, you know, she cuddles up to you and, you know, it's just that element of, of joy she brings. You know, you couldn't really buy it. You know, it's hard to quantify it. But once you feel it, you, you realize, OK, this is the joy of really, really having a pet. 
Brilliant, Tim, and I can completely hand, I can completely relate to that as well. My own two dogs here, so I don't know where they are right now, they're in bed or something, but um, like I feel the same with them, and like that bond yeah. just there is just it's it's like it's magic, it's it's hard to describe. But Tim, on the other side of that, uh, as a vet, you must see a lot of people who a lot of people who would have to, I suppose, put their dogs to sleep and like the loss of a pet. And I've experienced this myself a few years ago when we lost our last dog, Coco, to cancer. And the loss of a pet, it has a massive impact on, on the owners. Uh, would you agree with that? Ah, oh, very much. It's a, it's a very emotionally traumatic experience, Dara. You know, you're dealing with people that have had that special bond with their pet for years you know, that have gone through so many life experiences together that even they wouldn't have had with humans. And so that's what you're dealing with when people present their dog. It's a lifetime's experience in some cases. And that moment, you know, you're, you're actually breaking that bond physically, even though you're not doing it intellectually or emotionally. So it's a very, for as a vet as well, it's a, a very poignant moment when you have to do it as a professional. But you realize that the affection and the joy that that person has to that point even still for that dog but you realize they're doing it for the best interests of the welfare yeah. of the pet so in some ways there as a vet we'd say it's almost a privilege to be in that position it's ironic as it sounds because you can share that moment with somebody and they put their absolute trust in you at that point with their dog that they, you know a dog they've gone through so much with as well during their lifetime so it's a very it's a very emotional experience for some people and you know i find that sometimes people need a reflection period after before they consider getting a new pet you know they just need to okay take stock of it is it a good time you know what type of pet will we get now what are our expectations are they different as well so just like a period of reflection is often a good idea as well because it's like any trauma in somebody's life there, you know, it takes time to recover from it. And we strongly encourage that, that, you know, let's go through that process. And it's, again, it's a, a grieving process for people um, that does take time, but we, we respect that and we encourage them along that period as well. Excellent. And that's, that's really good advice. And uh, just uh, one final question. What's the, what's the plan? What's the plan going forward for Pep and Dahi? Where do you hope for it to go? Yeah, we would say hopefully our planned area fairly soon is we want to be recognized as the most trusted platform in Ireland, uh, the largest platform in Ireland for anybody looking to source a pet. And as we speak, we're in that process of upgrading a lot of things we have at the moment as well, reaching out to more people to support us. Because I truly, absolutely, 110% believe Dara, that with the support of the public, with the support of good breeders in Ireland as well, with the support of the best rescue centers collectively, that by coming together, we can support good practice in Ireland and walk away from some of the practices that we do not encourage for pets and we can create change. And I want PetBond to be the tool or the vector that people use in creating that change. And it is the people that are going to create the change. We're the platform and our doors are wide open for people to support that platform. And together, we can definitely create change. And Tim, I wish you the very best and all the success on Pep and Dahai, and I hope to have you on the show again very soon. Absolutely. Love to come on, Dara, and I love the work you guys are doing as well. It's fantastic. I listen in myself, get some great advice, 
and we'll strongly be encouraging people to tune into yourself as well, Darren. That's brilliant. Dr. Tim Kirby, founder of Pepbond.ie. A big thanks again for joining me today on The Big Back. You're welcome, Darren. Pleasure. Thank you, Tim. Okay, and a big thanks to Dr. Tim Corby from Pepon.ie for joining us today. Uh, be sure to check out the site if you're looking for a new dog, if you're looking to find some reputable breeders or some great animal rescue centers from around the country, Pepon.ie is your one-stop shop to find all those rescue centers and breeders. So, moving on now, and going back to our original topic, which is mental health. We found, we heard a lot from Tim there about uh, how dogs can affect your mental health positively and I suppose we heard from Tim as well about how the effect of losing a pet that can have on our mental health as well. Now I know that personally myself because a few years ago I lost my own dog Coco. Unfortunately we lost Coco to cancer. She um, <clears throat> originally had a cyst and cysts actually burst and um, for according to the vets at the time the wonderful team out of Treaty Veterinary Clinic in Tormengate in Limerick who did everything they could to save her but unfortunately the cancer had spread so badly that we weren't able to actually save Coco and there was nothing we could do for her we obviously took the heartbreaking decision to actually put her to sleep and you know it's something that really affected me like in the most devastating way possible like I I think I cried for days afterwards and I genuinely felt a sense of emptiness inside me and talking with Kieran uh, from Muppets Ireland here on this topic uh, Kieran you also you lost uh, your dog uh, Pepper uh, a few years back as well and like you can resonate with that you can tell like how hard it is on your mental health for something like that to happen oh definitely uh, I had a Pepper was the first dog I myself probably ever had and um, got her around the same time um, as one of my daughters was born so the Pepper and Gwyneth kind of arrived I don't know which one was worse or better but uh, both arrived around the same time so uh, Pepper was about 17 and a half 18 years old when she had to be put to sleep she actually got a stroke uh, about two years previous and a, a, a friend of mine, a doctor, actually said, I think your dog is after getting a stroke. So she had all the, the characteristics of stroke. She was had a droop, uh, her mouth was drooping, um, her eye was down, um, she was very, almost like paralyzed on one side. And um, But with the help of the local vet, Tom Henley in um, Scarif, he gave her shots of, um, just like cortisone or just, that, they gave her a shot anyway and she really really recovered back now she always had the, the look of a dog that was um, had a stroke but she managed she was up and about and around and the next thing about a year and a half after she got the first stroke she got another stroke and there was nothing that could be done for her um, she was going down and down and down and the decision had to be taken to uh, out of kindness to her to um, put her down and it was like, oh, very hard, very, very hard. <clears throat> it was just like losing uh, a child almost, you know. Um, I, I often tell people that there was times when I looked at her and I was expecting her to say hello or let's go for a walk or how are you doing today? 
because the way she looked at you was almost like she's going to talk she's going to talk any second now she's going to say something and um, you know she's gone now a couple of years and um, it's, it's funny because people often mention her to me they say oh, I remember your dog Pepper and she was a great dog and and she was a great dog like, absolutely she minded my young daughters like they were her own uh, pups like if they went anywhere she followed them if anybody came near them she'd growl and bark and anybody came near the house at night time you knew there was someone around so uh, she's a yeah, she's a big loss um i you know people say i think of my dog every day and people say i jackass will you stop talking rubbish but you would you you would actually and you'd walk out and you'd see a sheepdog going by or like she was a little sheepdog and uh, you'd say oh, remember Pepper, you know, running around the field yeah. just like her. And it, 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 it was a huge, it was like, it was almost like uh, we were grieving for weeks and end after her, you know. Now we had Pepperoni at the time, so she had kind of overlapped and um, Pepper had taught her some of her tricks. So um, that was good in itself. You kind of had a, like a bit like Dara was saying, he got Bruno to replace Coco and um, we had pepperoni to took over from pepper, so it, it did soften the blow, but it, it was very hard now. Even for me, I found, like, we did get uh, Bruno effectively straight away. It was like, actually, the next day, my dad drove up to Lockray to uh, collect Bruno, and dad was, it's a kind of person who, he didn't want to be well with a dog. He needed the companionship, and it wasn't even they needed, he loved that companionship. So... I think for me initially, I didn't actually bond with Bruno. I just I found it too hard, and I was of a completely different mindset where I just didn't believe I could actually replace my friend for seven years with a new dog. But funny enough, it was three days after we had got Bruno that Bruno had been only twelve weeks old. He was up on the couch in the dining room, and what did Bruno do? Only jump right over the side of the couch as high as these armchairs are uh, even higher than that and went landed straight down his leg so I was actually this was early enough in one I was actually in bed at the time and I heard just heard the yelping and it was actually at that moment that I went up and I clearly I just grabbed the dog and I just called him into my arms and I, I just knew then that like the way he even licked my face as he was like roaring in pain Luckily, the dog's leg wasn't broken. Um, that would have been pretty bad after three days. But, you know, I knew then. I just, I knew that, like, everything was going to be okay. And, like, I've never forgotten Vocal. She was a very important part of my life. Same way that Pepper would have been a huge importance of your life, too. Yeah, and, huge. like, that's the thing. You, you never forget that bond that you had with them. And I suppose when you look at the bond that we have with dogs and the positive impact that they have on our mental health we also have to look at the impact that we have on their mental health and it's Dr. Karen Shaw Becker who recently uh, came out with research that said that dogs are stressed out by the smell of human fear and they can actually not only like hear in your voice or see the look on your face but they can actually smell your emotions and Lincoln University in Sweden have also recently claimed that dogs actually mirror our stress levels. So when we're stressed, our dogs are stressed too. 
I, I, I could see how that would happen, yeah, because they get such a bond with you. They're, they're almost like a twin in some ways, that they, they, that they go everywhere with you. They, they, if you have an inside dog, the, the dog will be inside at night time. You're going to bed, the dog goes to bed. You get up in the morning, the dog gets up, you have some tea, the dog is fed. You go for a walk, the dog is going walking. So like, they're like a, an addition in, onto your body. In some ways, so it's not surprising that if you feel uh, you're in good humor, they're in good humor, you feel stressed, they feel stressed, you, you feel fear, they're wondering why you're feeling fear. So, you know, it's, as I said, they're almost like a twin. It's, 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 hard, to, it's hard to describe it, but they're definitely, they're definitely uh, build a bond with you. And, you know, you often hear stories of dogs being um, lost or jump out of a car and then, you know, 50 miles from home and you know, two weeks later, the dog arrives in the front gate. You know, so you just, you have to, I suppose, you build that bond over a while. And as you say, now that about. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Bruno, after three days, um, you, you, it was like the dog was almost telling you, you know, it'll be all right. You know, um, Coco is okay. Don't worry, I'm, I'm taking over now from Coco. So. Yeah. It's a bit like pepperoni and uh, pepper, you know. And you know, you mentioned there that like dogs, like can, they'll find their way home to you. And it's very interesting because one of my favourite films as a child would have been Home Bound. The story of the two dogs and the cat who made a home from hundreds of miles away. And I only think of that, like lately there was actually a dog that went missing out in Clarina. And the dog was missing for about two weeks and was spotted in about 20 different places in Limerick. Out as far as Balanihi and beyond, and out as far as Kamalok. And even over the other side, there was there was actually security for the dog uh, over by Musgraves. So the dog, like, I think it was spotted out near Cap Moor or somewhere on stage too. But, like, these are actual sightings, and the dog just travelled all over Limerick. I don't know, I think the dog just probably went away on holidays or something for a couple of weeks but it was really interesting because one of the neighbours actually had it about two weeks later the dog actually running up the up the driveway of the actual owner's house and actually making their own way home and like as long as they were missing they actually they still made their own way home yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, I remember that movie, Homer Bound. Was that? I think that was the one with was it Michael J. Fox? Was I think he it could have been. Yeah, doing the, doing the voiceover, mm. and uh, you know, it made a lot of sense that dog was finding its way back to its owner. No hard feelings from the dog as to why it was where it was, and, and uh, you know, that's that's what dogs do. They they'll try and find their way back. And like it shows the bond once again, the stare between like a man and dog, and it's I suppose you look at how when we walk in home in the evenings you look at how our dogs greet us and you look at the excitement I look at I see it with Bruno every evening the amount of jumping all over me that he does and he nearly knocks me back out the door but he's just so excited to see me and same with Millie Millie would just stand out for a couple minutes and let Bruno get the excitement out of the system because she's the older more clever one but like 
it's just a joy in our face and that joy is brought by us returning home to them oh definitely and, and like they like they love to see you they've waited all day to see you and when you come home they're kind of going oh he's back he's back or she's back she's back and they, 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 they love that and they will be excited for a couple of minutes and then they calm down and they go okay he's here now my, 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 my pet is here so um, because like we might look at dogs as, as our pets but I'm sure dogs look at us as their pets like pet is home now and we go for a walk now shortly and we'll have a bit of fun and, and then the pet will relax for the evening and I'll relax and everybody will be happy exactly okay God. We're going to move on a small bit there and we're going to do, it's a new game that we're introducing this week. And the name of the game is called Who's Barking? So I have a series of clips of dogs barking here, right? A good man. Different breeds. <laughs> and what I want you to do is I want you to uh, guess guess what breed is barking. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why not? So <laughs> just a little fun, like we introduce other games, like uh, picture games, like what's that crossbreed and what's the breed of dog. And we'll take a break from that for this week just to go with this here. So I'm going to play the first one here. And you should be able to hear it. I hope. Oh, I would say a cross dog. Um, maybe, uh, maybe uh, some kind of terrier. I Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's actually a beagle. Oh, okay. Well, that was my next guess. <laughs> okay, so the next one is a small dog. It's, I suppose, what people class as a handbike dog. Oh, I'd say that's uh, uh, some kind of a Shih Tzu. You're not going too well so far, a, a Chihuahua. Well, that, uh, that's the name I couldn't think of. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, so the next one is a bigger dog, and I've actually named dropped this breed a couple of times. Yeah. Think of my own breed. Uh, I would think um, uh, Doberman. Oh. Or maybe a dog just like Bruno. And what breed is Bruno? Bruno is a big, black, hairy dog. Uh, he would be uh, maybe with, maybe Labrador. Hey. That was, that's, that's what I was thinking when I said Doberman. <laughs> okay, so we're two more. Oh, that's definitely has to, that's definitely a sheep dog. A sheep dog? Are you sure about that now? One hundred percent. And if it's not, it should be. Rottweiler. Oh, Rottweiler. Oh, okay. Well, I remember that back when I hear it. I won't be running up to rub him. I'll be running the opposite direction. And this is a big dog too. They howl a lot. Oh, I'd say. Um. No, I haven't a clue. Um, I'll say, I'll say, uh, a bull mastiff. <laughs> uh, actually, actually a husky. Oh, husky. Oh, <laughs> sounds very like a bull mastiff. So you know, I'd, say, I'd say the only one I'd get is, is probably this one down. Woof, woof. Uh, that was me. <laughs> so given how Kiran did quite disastrous at who's barking, we decided to see, could we find someone who loves dogs more than anyone that I know. 
Joining me now is my awesome partner in crime, the one person who Bruno and Millie go crazier for more than me, the girl who Bruno was my wing doggy for, good Bruno, <laughs> three and a half years ago. Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey. You ready happy to, play? to be here. You ready to play? Yeah. Okay, so here's how the game works. I'll play six sounds of different dogs barking. You need to Perfect. guess the breeds of each dog. Perfect. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay then. So, here comes the first sound. Oh, that's definitely a vegan. Correct. No doubt about it. Okay. One out of one so far. Yay. I think you're already doing better than Kieran. <laughs> so the next one is a small dog. I'll give you a clue. It's a handbag dog. Oh, that's painful. Is it Chihuahua? It's a Chihuahua. Okay, so the next one. Smallish dog, but cute. It's a King Charles. Oh. Now, the next one is, I suppose, think of your, what do you call your doggies? My babies. That's definitely right. It sounds just like me. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Okay. So, so far that is three or four. Kieran, I'm sorry you have lost your chance to spend a dinner with, with me. So can I get you ketchup, mayo, or anyone? So yeah, Kieran, I'm sorry, but you've lost the opportunity to win dinner with me. So that was the prize. Unfortunately, it's kind of out the window there now with you. Uh, I might buy you a bag of tea for something though. So the next bag one. Bag of chips from Donkey Hordes. Bag of chips from Donkey Hordes. Okay, so here is the next one. That's a Try again. Ooh. Oh, it's a Rottweiler. It's a Rottweiler, you're correct. Oh, you're really good at this. <laughs> okay, and the last one. I can give you a clue on this. It's a big dog. It's a dog that Bruno hates. What breed does Bruno not like? Husky. Thanks you're welcome, enjoy. Thank you. So, you got Five out of six. Yay. How was that? Pretty good. So when do I get my free dinner? Uh, later on this evening. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, free chips. Okay. Free, I paid for. <laughs> okay, so Jen, you win uh, the this week uh, on Who's Parking? Yay. Will you join us again? Sure. Awesome. Why not? Okay, that's great. <laughs> So finally for today what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at our adoption corner for this week which is we're at Animal Rescue in County Wicklow this week. Uh, you can visit them on hashanimalrescue.com to see everything that they have available for rehoming but we're just going to take a few here that we actually have here and the first one here is Shaw. Think of the singer but a beautiful uh, beautiful dog here. Shaw is a four year old collie cross of some description so they don't even know what she's across with, but sure, like, who cares? She looks like a beautiful dog there. 
and she had always playing ball and would chase a toy for hours given the chance. So she's looking for a home with no small children would be best suited because she could unintentionally knock small children over. Honestly, I have no complaints about that really. Uh, next up, we have uh, Bruno. A uh, lot smaller than my Bruno now. And Bruno is a three-year-old Jack Russell who was surrendered due to a change in circumstances. And I'm going to touch on that in a minute there because that's got to be very hard for dogs Like when things like that happen. Like, you see a dog's being surrendered and particularly given that it is mental health week, that has to like do real, da- real damage to uh, dogs. Uh, at I'm your sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And... A beautiful little boy looking for his forever home there. And next up we have Malcolm. Malcolm is a Pitbull Terrier. And I think, as we spoke uh, with uh, Tony McKenna in episode one, uh, Tony was a dog trainer from the back in Baker who was on. And like, Tony mentioned that like Pitbulls get such a bad rep. And like you look at this little guy here who is like just, he looks absolutely adorable. And Malcolm is his name. He is very affectionate and adores people and extremely friendly. Whoever meets him falls in love. So Malcolm is two-year-old Pitbull Terrier looking for his forever home. And we're going to take one more here. And we have Teddy Bear. Now this guy is a big, big teddy bear. He is a six-year-old German Shepherd who once again was surrendered due to a change in circumstances. And he was adopted when he was a puppy, but returned after two years. Now, this guy here looks absolutely beautiful. And, like, again, they're a breed German Shepherds that get a bad rap and have done over the years because they were just considered guard dogs. But actually, you know, I'll take one more. We have Sadie as well, who is... Sadie doesn't really look like a German Shepherd. Uh, Sadie looks... Maybe more like a husky kind yeah, of, I know, but... Much so, like, yeah. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, a German Shepherd Husky cross and was found strained. And she's about two to three years old and a gorgeous lady. Great on lead and loves people. But, you know, when you think about these dogs being surrendered, and, like, look at what that must do to them. Like, look, what could that do to their health? It's, well, it's terrible, you know, that they, they, they've formed a little bit of a bond with their, with, their, with their owner, we'll say. And then all of a sudden, due to whatever circumstance... They're just abandoned or they're put into a, a dog's home or a recovery home or you know one of these places and then like they're, they're looking at their own or going away and they're wondering are they going to come back for them and and they don't it must it must um it must devastate very, it must be devastating for them yeah, yeah and, and i've i've no doubt that and hopefully those uh, dogs from ash will find their further home once again you can check out all the dogs available and uh, ash have many other animals available I believe they have cats they have uh, I think they have donkeys maybe as well I saw somewhere but like again like these are all animals that are looking for their forever home and check them out on ashanimalrescue.com so that's about all the time we have for today uh, on once again fantastic to have you on the show and thank you so much for joining for this mental health uh, special and it was great chatting to you about your own dog and like how the positive effect that your dog has had uh, on you. So well, it's, been ne- a, it's been a pleasure, Darren, and I have to compliment you on all the great work you're doing there, getting the word out that, that there's rescue dogs out there. They need help. You know, they need owners. They need 
new home so you know, you're doing fantastic work and, and best luck in the future thank you Kieran. and again uh, thanks a million to Tim Kirby also for joining us today from Pep and be sure to give their site a, a good check there if you're looking for a new dog or new cat or anything to adopt and Tim will be more than happy to uh, help you on that come on uh, we'll leave at that and next week we do have our uh, Pet Friendly Ireland special be sure in the, uh, in the meantime to check yeah. out both our Facebook and Instagram pages on Facebook you can find us on Barking Mad Ireland and on Instagram you can find us at Barking Mad on the stroke IE we do have a good competition running at the moment on Instagram where once we hit 750 followers we will be giving away two hampers one for you and one for a friend that you have tagged in your in your comments underneath just look at for the picture of our beautiful Millie and the, that is linked to the competition post. Be sure to check us out on the bigbark.ie and be sure to check out Barking Mad on barkingmad.ie. Until next week, have a good week. Dragon's Maze? Wow, the line is really long. We'll meet up later. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. So you guys are only going to do this one ride all day? It won't be that long, probably. Mom, can you get us food? Wait, wait, are they cutting? Caleb, food is so far away. Should I say something? Daddy, pick me up. Mom! Hey, there's a line here. Daddy, swing me. That's like 20 people. One person holds the line for 20 people? This is bull... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com.